Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Okay, and with that, we are live for episode 147 of Trek Live. Yep. Uh, how you doing this morning, Dan? Uh, doing great. Extremely excited because we're talking about ships today. Yeah. Um, so, should be a good time. Yeah, definitely one of our favorite kind of topics that we don't do a ton of. Uh, and we've talked about ships before. I mean, I, I was on Trek Ranks at one point yeah. about ships, but it was quite a while ago. We have some new ships kind of in the picture uh, to, to think about uh, since a lot of those other conversations we've had in the past. Um and it's one of those things that is constantly changing, I'm sure, for you as it is for me. Uh, so can't hurt to double back to it and um, look at it again. So today we're going to be guessing each other's five favorite hero ships. So the way I would define hero ships would be that it's the it's the ship that the heroes are on in that given show, movie, whatever it happened, whatever, whatever. Um, but... We play fast and loose with the rules here. If you can, yeah, they're meant to be broken. They're meant to be broken. If you can twist something out of that, that's a little unconventional. No harm, no foul. Um, but we'll see yeah. how it goes. And then this is going to be the beginning of a mini series, right? We're going to do this guess each other's ship related topic for a few weeks in a row here, right? Yeah. Uh, November is like ships month. Here yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how I would define ships is technically a vessel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so let's give an example. Um, Deep Space Nine, for me at least, well, that is a technically like a space bearing vessel, technically, mm-hmm. and it can move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would consider it a ship. Um, but it would kind of, it, that's kind of a gray area. It we'll is. That a little bit later, but. Um, I would not consider that a ship, though. Yeah, I have a hard time reasoning that as a ship myself. Um, yeah. It's kind of a... I mean, technically, it, it's a hero in the yeah. sense that yeah. our heroes are on it, but it's not the typical vessel in right. the sense of the word, at least to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if somebody picked it, I would I would say, okay. Um, you know, you can... <laughs> like you said, rules are meant to be broken, and we're not, like, hard and fast. You must fit in this box. Uh, kind of situation but uh, for me I I tend to think of another thing as a Deep Space Nine hero (laughs) ship but uh, we'll we'll see how that goes Um, so next week we're going to talk about just kind of lead this off and kind of talk about how we're going to do this guess each other's ship month basically Um, we're going to we're going to do non-hero like recurring ships next week so ships that that you see multiple times you know that's where you're going to find like for example just throwing a random thing out there like the Borg Cube if you really love the Borg Cube that's that's where that ship would fit because it's something that is recurring Um, and then in two weeks we're going to do a one-off like ships that you only see maybe once or in or in like a single story Um, Mm -hmm. not not over a longer period of time that you see every multiple episodes Um, so covering the whole wide gamut I think you could do like guess each other's five favorite ships and it could range from all over the spectrum you could pick something as obscure as you know Okana's freighter from the outrageous Okana just throw something completely (laughs) ridiculous out there and throw it on your list along with next you know right next to for example like you know the discovery for example so 
this will allow us to kind of like touch all the bases, cover all kinds of ships, um, and uh, feel like we're kind of compartmentalizing our favorites in ways that we can highlight all kinds of things. So it's going to be ships month, pretty much, like you said, uh, for, over the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And um, first time we've ever done this, like hit a, like a, a, a few, basically done the same sort of thing multiple weeks in a row. And I think yeah. this is a good way to do it. So looking forward to that. Yeah, the, the three tiers uh, really helped us kind of get a wide range because I think when we were kind of building this kind of topic we it was kind of we wanted to try to get as much as possible but uh, I think this allows us to really cover the range ships uh, so it should be fun yeah aka Mamel's in the room says good morning good morning uh, says um, this is this is a hard topic um, forced her to think and she chose five Federation chips for for her list. I'm looking forward to hearing hers as we go. Um, We'll certainly share along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. And if anybody else pops into the room and wants to participate, share your own top five list of uh, hero ships, however you choose to define that. Um, We will will read your choices on air as well. Um, But before we do this, before we we, we get into the topic at hand, um, as we are one to do, where are you on your rewatch? Anything new? Uh, I have watched a single episode. I know I've been bad. Um, it was Paradise. Okay. Uh, kind of a just a more more or less run of the mill kind of Star Trek episode to me. Um, nothing very special about it um, that I'd like to report. But um, mm-hmm. hoping to get back on the wagon and, and keep moving through Deep Space Nine. That's for sure. Cool. I kind of like Paradise. I think it's it feels more like a TNG episode than a DS9 episode to me. Uh, yeah. Just the way the story is, uh, is told. I think it, it's it's one of those early DS9 episodes that you kind of port the story into really any Star Trek series. It, it would work in mm-hmm. that basic story could work in Enterprise or in Voyager. Yeah. Um, it, you could you could do it anywhere. It's not completely specific to Deep Space Nine, but I think Cisco is kind of heroic in it. And um, that, yeah, I mean, I like the. Um you know the the not throwing away your ideal just because there's some sort of adversity. I like that. Um, sure. So, yeah, there's good things in it. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the female uh, head of that colony, the cult leader, the cult leader is really yeah. she's she's a she's a tough tough cookie. I mean, she's yeah she's one of those characters. She reminds me of like Nurse Ratchet in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like really really. Just almost like nails on the chalkboard, like levels yeah. of kind of arrogance and yet power. <laughs> like she's 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 got Cisco by by the you know what uh, for yeah. for most of the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's pretty good. I, I like it. Um, I wouldn't say it's classic, but it's a it's an episode that I'm fairly fond of. Um, for me, I finished uh, TNG season four um, last night, um, so I wrapped that up. Uh, in this, since we did this last, I watched um, everything ranging from Cupid to Redemption Part One. Um, highlights in that run for me would be the Drumhead, which is a, an all timer uh, for my for my That's money. Good. So yeah, great courtroom drama. Right. <laughs> yeah, great Picard stuff in it. His his dialogue about you know not every villain twirls a mustache you know like there there are always people yeah. who think they're doing the right thing and have, are righteous and and don't view themselves as 
you know, a villain, but you know, are, are need to be checked. And, you know, Admiral Satie is certainly that. And he warns Worf about, you know, she, you know, history is full of, you know, characters like that and more will come. Like, that's just the nature. It's not usually somebody yeah. who just walks into a room and says, I'm bad. And I'm, I'm here to, yeah. I'm here to wreck shit. Like, that's not, it's not usually how it goes. Um, yeah. Really good dialogue. Great courtroom drama stuff. Like, I love the direction. Jonathan Frakes directed that episode. Um, really cool camera movement in the courtroom scenes. Um, really immersive. Um, Gene Simmons is a great guest star as Admiral Settee. Really powerful. Goes toe-to-toe. Brings Picard to his knees. Um, really uh, upper echelon Star Trek episode for me. Uh, I really like The Mind's yeah. Eye, which is like Star Trek's take on the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, classic movie. Um Pejority episode, Romulan subterfuge, trying to start a civil war with the Klingons, which kind of like leads into yeah. redemption. It, it's like the, the the pre-steps into what ends up happening in redemption. Um, and then redemption's great. It's a big, big, huge, ambitious story about a Klingon civil war breaking out and paying off things that go back to the sins of the father and reunion. There's some early TNG style serialization with uh, the Klingon storyline there. And the Romulan storyline, part two, we get Sela, which uh, is is a callback to yesterday's Enterprise, which is really bizarre. They find a way to work that in and keep that into in the continuity and not just a reset button episode that has no consequence uh, outside of the hour you're watching it. So uh, this is TNG kind of humming and firing on all cylinders at this point. Um, not a bad episode in the run for me in that in this weekend yeah. of watching TNG. Um, yeah, strong ending to the season. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So season five next week, uh, I'm looking to start, and um, I'm in striking distance of starting Deep Space Nine. Uh, when I get to season six, I overlap. So I'll be I'll be actually watching for the first time maybe some some pretty close. Uh, the, 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 we might actually get to a point where we're almost sort of in the same space. I don't I'm know. Yeah. Uh, you, you might get ahead of me or I might blow by you depending on the pace, but... It's it's yeah, coming. If you get to me, then I gotta, I gotta get in gear. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be fun to kind of um, for you to be able to hit that on your rewatch, and then me just hitting that. I think it's gonna make for some uh, some fun conversations, maybe. Yeah. Topics for sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll have. There might be some episodes that we just <laughs> both watch that we can kind of choose for episode spotlights and really really dive into some of the some of the interesting yeah. ones. So. Yeah, I think, I think that'll do it. I think we should just jump right into our, our guess each other's. For those who haven't uh, been here for one of these before, maybe this is the first one you've, you're watching. Uh, this is a recurring topic for us. Uh, it's kind of our way to do like a top five list. You know, there are a lot of great podcasts out there that Trek ranks is probably the most famous in, in our community of you know Star Trek fans here online. Um, where you go, yeah, you share top five lists of this or that, and our way of kind of putting our own stamp on it is instead of just us sharing our own, we try to guess each other's uh, top fives and then we share our own. So it's a kind of a test to see how well we know each other and, you know, how, how much, how our instincts about each other's fandom basically. And it just, it gives it an interesting spin, something different as opposed to just rattling off our, our favorites, which is always fun. And we do that. Um, you know, we've done that ourselves and, um, other shows do it really well too. Um, yeah. So I'm going to switch over to a, a second screen here, which is going to give uh, a little a little board that'll highlight as we go. Um, I'm going to add um, each ship 
as we kind of we'll, we'll do our guesses first, I think, um, and then we'll we'll do our actuals uh, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to see how close we get with, uh, yeah. with each other. And as we go, we'll talk about our choices and why we pick things, uh, why we put them where they are, uh, favorite things about each one. Um, and again, if anybody I know, aka, AKA Mamel's in the room and I know has a list. If anybody else is kind of hanging out there watching or you pop in, please feel free to share uh, your own choices, yeah. and we'll certainly highlight them and and talk about what we see. Um, do you want to do you want to go over your guesses for me first, and I'll throw on uh, one as you go, or do you want me to? Sure, I can I can do my my guesses for you. Okay. So you can, yeah. What do you? Got? I am gonna try to play some play some games here. I'm gonna try to throw you off my list, my actual list has four federation and one non-federation okay all right so i'll try to i'll try to throw that in there because aka mamal said she picked five federation ships and i'm just curious looking forward Uh, so seeing what we got uh my guess for bill um would be the defiant the deep space nine okay uh the discovery from discovery nx01 enterprise from enterprise uh, the D, the Enterprise D, uh, of TNG, and TOS era Constitution class Enterprise. Okay, let's see. Discovery four. Uh, yeah. Three was what was three? NX01. NX01. Enterprise. Enterprise. Okay. Uh, number two. Was the Enterprise D? Yep. You got that? Yeah. Yep. I'm just a little slow with the. Uh... No, it's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you had to do some uh, producer things during the. And then the number one is the 1701 Classic, right? Yes, the uh, TOS era Constitution Class Enterprise. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I could talk a little bit about what went into your 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 guesses, basically. What any any interesting thoughts? I, guess, I on... uh, I tried to stay because just thinking about uh, you, I just feel like you go with like the typical like the classic, <laughs> the boring, <laughs> usually. <cited. laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say that, but um, which is which is fine. But I think my biggest. Um, what really the my toughest picks for you uh, was the Discovery and was the Defiant. Okay. So um, I know how much you like Discovery, but I don't know if that cracked your top five because I was trying to remember the last time we did this uh, if we <clears throat> um, if you had that on your list. So I know I'm I feel relatively comfortable uh, with one and two at least being on your list. But I think three, four, and five, that's where I could see maybe something else sneaking up there. That's that's probably my, my toughest three, actually, uh, is three through five. I think it was tough to kind of get, um, you know, maybe Discovery doesn't even make it on there. Maybe the NX just barely missed it. Maybe Voyager sneaks up in there. It's, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're correct in assuming that I tend to go fairly pat and fairly boring uh like i, yeah. I tend to go with the uh <laughs> the the obvious choices which kind of makes like yeah. the uh 
the, the guess for what might make the five fairly easy. It's just I think it usually comes down to like the the order that that they're going to go yeah. in. Um, but we'll see how close you got uh, in, in a few minutes here. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go over what I have for you. Um, okay. I'm gonna guess that your fifth choice was the discovery, which I don't feel confident in at all. That's a sort of. Uh, kind of long shot. Um, probably incorrect guess, but we'll see. Uh, for number four, I have the 1701 classic. Which, again, I, I, I have faith. I, I'm almost positive it's on your list somewhere. It's just a matter of where. For number three, I'm going to put... The 1701D from the next generation. Okay. Which, again, I'm fairly confident will appear on the list. It's just a matter of where. Uh, this is the one that you didn't guess for me that I'm, I'm not... Now I'm questioning. I'm not sure if you thought of it or if you where you would put it. I'm going to call it the 1701 Refit from the classic movies. Uh... Yes, movies. Yep. And then I am going to have as your number one Voyager. My guess. Which I'm extraordinarily confident again will be in your list somewhere, probably in the top two or three. It's just I'm taking a guess that it's possibly maybe your number one. So uh, yeah, same with you. I mean I, my lack of confidence with yours is I think you are more apt to go off the beaten path and maybe find something a little bit more unique, um, maybe break a rule, uh, pick something that that you might be able to twist into a hero ship, but my brain might not allow for it to be. Uh, which I I wish I could have figured out a way to throw one of those in there just to illustrate that, but I feel fairly confident that at least these five were in the conversation whether or not they actually made it or not it's another story uh but i'm very eager to hear what you have for your actuals uh because i nothing would surprise me with with your picks um okay i think yeah it's it's gonna be interesting but maybe before we go into our actuals we haven't done this before do we want to share like how many of my five are on your five on your list uh, Do you want to reveal that? Uh, my guesses for you or my actual? Your actual compared to my guesses. How many How many of the five that I put on my guest list for you are on your actual list? Oh, okay. Uh, without without revealing what they are. Three. Three. There's three. Yes. Um, okay. I, <laughs> with my picks, my actual picks, I try to stay out of uh, different times, that different timelines, uh, you know, different... Mm-hmm. You know, there is no refits or different um, okay. iterations of the ship, I don't think. Besides, I guess, in the long line of, of the Enterprise lineage, uh, besides that. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought about going the um, kind of bending the rules a little bit. But I think with, with how this month is set up, it's going to allow us to be able to to at least cover a bunch of stuff. Let's say if we were just doing this was just a one-off, I would 
definitely try to sneak in um, and try to just mess with you a little bit, play some games. Um, but with, <laughs> with the coverage, I think it would be fun to just uh, be really straightforward with it. So, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll tell you, you got three of my five. Um, okay. So, hey, we're... we're uh, we're equal there. Both, both yeah. uh, got three of five. So, I guess uh, I I went first for no. You went first for your guesses for me. So yeah. I guess I'll reveal my actuals at okay. this point. Uh, talk about why I I went with each one, uh, and then we'll do yours. Um, for me, my number five is Voyager, uh, which. Mm-hmm. Y- you didn't. You didn't have on your guess for me. Thought about um, this. Uh, I. About doing. I love. I love the 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 Voyager. I think because I I I, I could have gone with a couple of different ships because it's fifth, um, but it's kind of so integral to that show uh, that it's 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 home. It's actual like. It's yeah, genuinely yeah. the. I feel like it's it's more central to like that show's identity, uh, being the thing that holds these people together. That I, I just it felt wrong to not have it on the list, and it is comfortable. Like it's one of those successful Star Trek things that, like, especially when you're rewatching it and you're like deep into the show, you feel like you know every nook and cranny on the the ship. You feel like you could, yeah. if you got plopped down in the middle of a corridor, you could kind of navigate yeah. it and know where you're at. Uh, so. Had to make the list. I went yeah. with for my number four, one that you did get right, uh, is the uh, the NX01. Okay. Which I think successfully accomplished, kind of hitting the reset button a little bit with how these ships are designed, while being retro but still being futuristically cool. Uh, and it also had the the something Voyager didn't have to do. Which was kind of reimagine everything. The way touch screens were going to look, the way the consoles were going to work. Like, it couldn't use L cars. Yeah. Everything about the interior of the ship had to be kind of wiped clean. Uh, the, it the, feels the, right at home in the show. It sure. does. Yeah. And it, again, it, just like Voyager, and I think all these ships, for, for the most part, um, with maybe one exception, just for lack of uh, time. Uh, I feel like if you drop me in there, I could I could walk around because it feels like home. I think that fits for all of them. Voyager, it's so integral to the show, but um, yeah. I, I think the NX-01, it feels homey and comfortable, but appropriately retro, but not not corny retro, if that makes sense. Like They had the, the impossible task of having to be 100 years before TOS, which Discovery kind of had to yeah. reckon with, too, uh, and still still be cool and interesting and exciting as, as a thing that's a hundred years in our future, but not, you know, universe breaking in its look because it's pre what the 1960s were able to do. And I think the show mm-hmm. and the, the, the production designers did a nice job from, from on the exterior and on the interior of the ship, uh, yeah. accomplishing that, um, as well as it could be my number three, I'm going to go with the 1701, refit uh which is the one that just for lack of time like that's that's the one where i'd say you know if you drop me in a corridor maybe i wouldn't know exactly 
where I was, just because it's in four, four and a half, five, five and a half movies, I guess. It barely, yeah, five and change. You can see it at the very end of four. Um, yeah, but. The, from an exterior standpoint, I, I think arguably it might be the just the, the sheer sexiest, just most perfectly designed. <laughs> uh, just the, the there are shots in the motion picture during that you know incredibly long shuttle pod uh, approach with Kirk and Scotty. Just angles of the ship. I'm thinking of like from the rear, looking up at it, that are just like so iconically like things that captured my imagination as a young kid that I think were like integral to me falling in love with this thing uh, it's just like the the awe-inspiring like look at this thing it's huge that especially the motion picture that I think genuinely is a big reason why I I kind of fell in love with Star Trek as a whole um Number two, 1701 classic. So I did I did exactly what you said you weren't going to do and went with different versions of the same ship uh, yeah. pre-refit. Uh, I think, you know, the, the design of the original Enterprise is, you know, uh, an unbelievable achievement. If you look at science fiction from the 1950s and early it 60s. The it does. Yeah. It's not a flying saucer. It's not a, it's not a simple yeah, it's not rocket a dip, ship. It's not a barren plate. Yeah, it's right. not a rocket ship. It just breaks the mold. It's it's this gorgeous, you know, innovative design that makes sense. It's it's even though it doesn't need to be aerodynamic in space and the, you know, it doesn't work that way, but, but it, looks, it, it looks like it is. It looks like it can move. Yeah. It's, it's it's it looks like it's maneuverable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just can't underestimate the if you, if you go back and you look at contemporaneous science fiction from that time look at how radical a departure it is and how it's stood the test of time it's yeah. it's it's an amazing achievement and it's it yeah. still captures people's imagination including myself so and then my number one the ship i essentially grew up on uh and and is is my definite choice is the 1701d the uh, next generation um, enterprise is my is my home away from home. If I dream about Star Trek, I'm I'm walking around the Enterprise Day. Like that's that's <laughs> which I, I don't say I do. I'm not saying I do all the time, but uh, yeah. on the rare occasion that, that that might happen, that's probably where I'm walking around. Uh, that's 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 Star Trek to me in in a nutshell. And I, maybe it's because I'm rewatching it now and I'm kind of forcing myself to think, okay, which one of these shows is my actual favorite? Which has always been my like least favorite thing to confront. And have to like put a flag down on to choose like which of these shows yeah. is my genuine actual favorite. I love them all so much, and I I really do try to almost think of Star Trek as a whole as like one show with different kind of chapters along the way. Um, but the more I think back to how I've always looked at Star Trek and how I grew up with it and how I feel when I'm watching it, it's probably the next generation, and because of that. The, the, the Enterprise D feels the most cozy, homey, where I'd want to live if I could yeah. you know, squeeze myself into the TV and live my life in yeah. some imaginary universe. That's where I choose to live. Yeah. So cool. you, you nailed uh, my one, two, and four. Uh, not yeah. necessarily in the correct spots, but you got three no. out of my five, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the fun of this. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Any thoughts yeah. on anything surprising to you about what I said or 
Anything you, you figured was, no, was coming? No, it's... It definitely makes sense. <clears throat> so, uh, it definitely fits uh, what I thought. I just, I just had a few kind of missteps. I think it tinkered too much as well. That happens. Um, that definitely yeah. happens with these. Because I thought about putting Voyager on there, but I was like, oh, maybe Defiant. But... The Defiant, I, I love the Defiant. It pained me not to throw it yeah. on there. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I think it, <clears throat> the tiebreaker is what, what I said about Star Trek Voyager being, you know, yeah. the, the, that ship is core to that show, you know, existing. You know, that that is the show. The, 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 the only thing that is holding these ragtag group of people together is this place that they're forced to live. And it, yeah. it does, I feel like it becomes a character on that show where I love the Define. It, it, it's, it's, I love how different it is. I love how cramped and uncomfortable it is. And it's, it's, it's like this bare essentials I love the the simplicity of like the crew quarters just having like these bunk beds and like no real space just a little replicator maybe a chair some beds it's like a it's like a basic basic hotel room and that's it like no luxury no nothing Um, I love the lean meanness of it but at the end of the day when I think of Deep Space Nine I think of Deep Space Nine I don't necessarily the thing that pops into my mind immediately isn't the Defiant the Defiant it's it's, when I think of Voyager I think of that bridge and there's corridors yeah. And the mess hall and that engineering set and sick bay. Like those sets are so they loom so large with that show. Where with Deep Space Nine I think of the promenade and Cisco's mm-hmm. office and yeah. Quark's Bar and Ops. Maybe before I think of the Defiant Bridge. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. What about your list? Uh my list. Two things you should probably know and probably remember. Uh, I like when we break the mold. So all my ships kind of, in a way, break the mold uh, to what we've seen. So, uh, And then I also said that one of my ships <clears throat> was non-Federation. Okay. Uh, and I have four Federation ships. So uh, I will start with my number five. What do you got? Uh, on the graphic, uh, my those picks need to be moved over, I think, because they're in my actual. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, You're right. My bad. Yeah. Um, it's so happening as my we number, speak. Okay, cool. Uh, my yeah, like I said, my list is breaking the mold, uh, either from what we've seen before or what we've seen in science fiction. So. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of finish the... You guys are probably wondering which non-Federation ship is in my list, uh, which is my number five. Okay. Um, so my number five is the NX-01. It is which not technically ship. is not a Federation ship because the Federation ship has not been um, established yet. So technically, it is not a... Correct. Federation ship. So... No. Uh, but you got to remember, this does the ship does break the mold of the cla- of the Enterprise we've seen. It did, it 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 does a perfect job of, uh, like it does have the two nacelles and the elongated, <clears throat> um, kind of the elongated nacelles. Uh, it does have the saucer, but it doesn't have uh, the engineering section like we've seen before. So I think it's it's a perfect uh, ex. Um, kind of progression uh but it also feels uh right at home in the show so uh my number four 
is the Defiant from Deep Space Nine. Okay. I this this ship probably more than any of these ships, I think, has definitely grown on me. I think when it first arrived, first got delivered, I was like, yeah, I don't know, but I I I, I slowly grew to love the ship so much. I think it's um it's perfect. It's it, it's. You know, bare bones, the essentials, uh, which I really love, and it kind of fits the the theme of that show. So, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely, definitely breaks the mold. There's no kind of, there's no really nacelle type. This is just, yeah. just um, really it's, cool. It's lean and mean. It's it doesn't have yeah the, exactly the it, it's built compactly. Yeah. I think to yeah uh, you know not take on like it, what happens in Beyond with those nacelles. Mm-hmm. Like the, these ships come yeah. along and literally rip them off and leave the ship like broken in half. You can't do that to the Defiant. Yeah. It's it's more no, yeah. I, I, I like yeah. I like the the design of <laughs> of it that allows for it to be. Yeah. I, I think it makes sense as warship because it's so compact. Yeah. It's not... Uh, uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. My number three uh, is... Again, got to think about it. We're breaking the mold. Uh, this is actually technically an Enterprise, I guess, obviously. Uh, it is the D. Um, I think when we look back at... There's so many iterations of uh, kind of the classic um, Constitution class. Um it's a, it, those are nice progressions, you know, from from TOS and into the movies, but also with um, we didn't really talk about this, but with the Kelvin timeline too. Uh, I didn't want to pick. I picked one of those, um, kind of the grandfather of them all. But uh, I wanted to pick the D because it it does break the mold, and and um, and you got to think about, especially when picking a ship, you got to think about the outside and the inside. Yes, the outside. Um, Maybe you know some people don't like it as much. Uh, I it has definitely grown on me as definitely um, top five ship, obviously top three ship. Um, but the inside, I, I really love. It feels perfectly of that show. It feels luxurious. It feels um, it, it's just all around great show inside and out. So sure. Uh, my number two. The grandfather of them all, uh, the Constitution class uh, in TOS. That um, that ship is so iconic. Again, we're breaking the mold kind of in a different way. We're breaking it uh, from science fiction of the time in the 60s. The 60s were so 60s, right? Bill said <laughs> it was either a rocket or a, a dinner plate, two dinner plates put together. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it, it, it's so It's such a timeless... Uh, design that I think you know, fifty some odd years later, we still I still lust after that show <laughs> uh, or after that ship. So for sure, um, it's it's a it's a great design, and I and I really 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 like it. Um, my number one. Uh, you guys are looking at the list and saying, "Damn, where's where's Voyager?" Well, Voyager's my number one. I mean, I they. I love this. Again, we're breaking the mold. Um, we do have some classic Federation. <clears throat> you know, we got the nacelles, we got the saucer, but it, it feels uh, like a, a really natural progression inside that Federation um, ship design and ship styles. Um, it's it's so cool to see uh, some movement, how the cells move. Yeah, AKA uh, mentioned that. Mm. Good point to kind of fix that that warp theory warp field thing um uh again this this 
Bill said it too. The the ship uh, is really a part of that show, and that um, I think it it does feel right at home. It does feel fast. It does feel mm-hmm. um, really really great inside and out. I really do like the you know the bridge and and the other sets, um, main engineering. Um, whether it is even if it is just a redressing of, of other places, I do like that change. Um, yeah, uh, all good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a thing about Voyager that always it kind of uh, it almost makes me want to retroactively like move it up the list. The uh, a contrast between the Voyager and Enterprise D is you can't shake the feeling watching The Next Generation because of the size of the Enterprise D that there are places on that ship that we never see because it's 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 obviously yeah. enormous. There's there's facilities in there that are, you know, countless. They're, they're and, and the yeah. ship, and the show has its standing sets, obviously, and, you know, we spend a lot of time on the bridge and in the crew quarters and engineering, sick bay, 10 forward, places like that. Yeah. Um, but you get the sense that there are these, these science labs and places that, we just don't get the opportunity to, to see in the show. Voyager, because it's a smaller ship with a smaller crew, it's it's a little bit more lean and mean. That's that's the ship that I feel like I feel like we we live there. Like we saw every corner of it from from the bridge down to the yeah. bottom deck in in Good Shepherd. Like yeah. everything in between. I don't feel like there was feels lived in. It feels yeah. lived in, and it feels like there weren't places yeah. that we never got to go. It feels like you know we saw the people's quarters, and there's there's a science lab that we spent some time with. And later in the show, we get the astrometrics uh, lab in later seasons, and the cargo bays and the shuttle bay and um you know it it just feels like a lot of time was spent fleshing out the different areas of the ship and that that makes it i think i think also lends itself to making that ship feel uniquely homey uh i really feel like we we saw everything there was to see um which is kind of unique to yeah. that show. Enterprise 2, the NX-01, same deal because it's a small ship. Not a lot of people yeah. on it. And it's it's also, you know, kind of bare essentials in a lot of ways compared to something like the Enterprise D uh, or even the Enterprise from TOS, which it, b- both feel like big, big ships with a lot going on in them. Um, yeah. But Voyager in particular, I think, was successful at really making that ship feel lived in. I think that's what you said and is as well said as you can say it. Um, I really like, especially with Voyager, I think that the temptation with that ship would probably be, especially if it's a long-term, uh, you know, deep space uh, science exploration ship, it was like, I feel like the temptation was there to make it bigger and badder than the mm-hmm. D. And I'm really glad that they didn't. Yeah, I, I'm glad choice. that they went a different direction. I'm glad that they just um, really took Scaled the time back. to develop a different ship that that yeah again like you said scale it back to something um that i think definitely fits for you know you when we think about it i think that um essential things in the ship would lend itself better to a long-term deep space uh instead of this big um not to knock the d at all but it is definitely cited as a generational ship where there's families yeah. um businesses and things like that mm-hmm. i really think that this is <clears throat> voyagers is such a purpose built um ship that i think is just fantastic so. yeah i think we both put a lot of emphasis on 
like uh, shaking up the mold and doing new things and like the, the something like the NX01 I, I, I talked about it needing to kind of go back to ground zero and remove itself and do different things from what those 20th yeah. century shows did but I think Voyager you, you can make a case maybe had the even tougher task that it had to echo and feel like oh, yeah. it's coming from the same time as the Enterprise D like built along the same sort of assembly line by the same mm-hmm. group of engineers kind of put these ships together and design them but it but it's different like it's got its own personality but it has to feel of a piece with something contemporaneously like the Enterprise Day like they're just separated by a few years not a century or two centuries <laughs> so I think there's a challenge to that to give Voyager its own unique personality and not just repeat yourself but not to go too far to make it feel like it's a completely different entity uh, and I yeah. think they were successful with that there's enough connective tissue between the Enterprise Day and the other ships that we see in the next generation and yeah. Voyager so that they do feel like they come from the same place and come from the same basic design principles but that that the color schemes of the the, the corridors are a little different the the yeah. you know the the little subtle things that they do to give it its own personality while still not pushing too far was was yeah. had to be a challenge and they were undeniably successful because it feels like a starfleet ship from the 24th century yeah. that you feel like you could you could transfer from the enterprise d to voyager or vice versa and yeah feel like you're in a place that you know how to work in if that's yeah. you know your 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 trade if that's your job um yeah so i i appreciate that a lot about voyager it's a it's a it's a unique task that that ship and that show had to reckon with yeah. unlike you know <laughs> it, it's easy to kind of throw enterprises way like oh man that's a such a challenge to have to go back in time and kind of re reshape everything and think outside yeah. the box like but i guess there's some there's probably something liberating about that too that it made, made yeah. it easier than what voyager had to do so they both have unique challenges in their own ways um as far as redoing it um yeah so uh, one thing that i noticed about all of these lists uh, other than discovery which you guessed for me um, and I guessed for you. We both guessed Discovery for each other. It didn't make either list. And uh, really nothing in either of our lists, actual lists, came from new era Star Trek. It's all the classic old stuff. No Discovery, no yeah. La Serena from Picard, no Cerritos. Um, what's, which of those ships were you closest to putting on your list? Did you give serious consideration to any of them? Or were they all pretty... <laughs> They were all pretty, um, pretty, pretty solid. I think there was no um, tough cuts, at least from new era stuff. I think there were some tough cuts from, you know, uh, maybe the golden age. But um, mm-hmm. the the thing with Discovery, and I, I had a point that I wanted to kind of make with Voyager, but I'll kind of tie it to Discovery. Sure, is, no, good, yeah, um, anything. Uh, one more thing about Voyager. I promise it'll it'll tie to Discovery. Voyager to me feels so sorry to keep spending so much time on Voyager. Yeah, hey. I love the show ship both so much. Uh, Voyager felt specialized. Mm-hmm. Um, the not to knock the D at all, but um, you know we got the Challenger, the Victory, you know a bunch of other um, iterations of that, and it felt. Um, not as specialized as Voyager was, and I really like that about Voyager. And I think that's similar to this discovery. It feels so specialized. The design is so 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 unique yeah. uh, to of that time. If we're thinking about um, 
kind of in that area. It, it, it does feel uh, specialized, and I really like that about the Discovery's design. It is very unique, and it feels specialized, and it feels uh, maybe a little bit futuristic of the time. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking Discovery at all, but uh, I wanted to also make that point about Voyager feeling specialized as it, well. It does. Uh, when you think about the um, how the D was not all purpose. Um, all purpose, but it, it felt um, a little bit like uh, it was. It was made more. Like I feel like with um, Voyager, I think uh, I, I just liked it especially. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. It's built with with a clear mission at hand. Uh, you know, it's it's a long term yeah. scientific research vessel. Um, Discovery is clearly built as a prototype to allow for this experimental propulsion technology. Like that's kind of what its purpose yeah. is. It's lean and mean too. It's kind of scaled back um, in terms of size. It's 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 built for a specific purpose uh, with a, with a single sort of um, idea in mind. Um, where the Enterprise D clearly yeah. it's the flagship. I mean, it's the it's the it's designed yeah. to be the the galaxy class ship is designed to be like the front of the line uh, most impressive you know you know flagship kind of ship yeah. Uh, so yeah it's built to i think kind of do it all um which does give something like voyager maybe a little more of a distinctive personality um what, so yeah, yeah what, mm-hmm. which i think goes back to maybe the class kind of system not like you know middle class uh, sure. Lower class, upper class. I meant like the intrepid class, uh, or some classes like that, or have I think fewer ships, uh, but are more specialized. Whereas you know the D um, uh, feels different in that way. So yeah. yeah. Uh, A.K. Mamel says about the Discovery starting to warm to the Discovery, but the short-lived Shenzhou uh, just looked more cool. And I think the Shenzhou is like one of those perfect examples of if you wanted to stretch by our definition, it's kind of a hero ship yeah. uh, because it's for those yeah. two episodes. It's, it's, I think it is. The yeah. heroes lived on it. The heroes lived on it. At the beginning of the show, yeah. that's that's where yeah. that's for and for more than one episode even, that's that's where our 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 characters are operating from. So you yeah. certainly could pick that. Um, and I do love the Shenzhou and I love the discovery too. I, I agree. It's growing on me a lot. I think over each season, we've been spending a little more time on the ship, uh, mm-hmm. seeing, seeing the sets, uh, kind of get refined and, you know, shot differently over the course of multiple seasons, yeah. multiple episodes. I think that's a big part of kind of making the ships feel, lived in and homey and I, I think we're getting there with Discovery now in the third season into 30 some episodes it's starting to feel a little more familiar in, in like the engineering test bay and in sick bay like I, I feel comfortable there when we're in scenes in these different places uh, yeah it's it's definitely it's it's definitely getting there for me um, yeah I'm trying to think uh, da, da, da. anything else I came in well uh, Enterprise D was her number one like a city in space uh, yeah. really deviated from the classic Enterprise uh, look and the fact that you could split up the ship and ha- like separating the Enterprise D is another yeah, uh, interesting cool feature. Yeah. that's a cool feature that uh, wasn't used very often but when they did it always felt cool uh, one of my favorite things in Encounter Far Point is that sequence just for it's kind of them flexing saying look how look what we can do uh, and it's yeah. it's just neat um, Voyager made her list too movable in the cells pointed that out um, not a huge fan of the Defiant, 
Um, she mentions the Enterprise E. Did you did you give? I know you mentioned that you kind of stayed away from like the, yeah, the Enterprise E kind of fits because it's it's a it's a it's not a refit of a of a ship the way like the no. classic Enterprise in the seventeen. And that was refit probably a, a tough cut, cut too because I I really like the futuristic long. Yeah, it looks fast like when it. You know the movement of it is is really cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's a sovereign class. Sovereign class. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's really cool. I like that. That was a tough cut. I think probably as if we're talking iterations go, I feel like we could do top five iterations of the ship. Yes, that would be you fun could too because I think uh, similar to the sovereign class, um, some of the stuff in um, the Kelvin timeline stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's, there's some minor changes, uh, so that to me was a, t- a tough call. So, uh, but I think with the Sovereign class and what the E did uh, is a is a kind of breaking the mold to what we've seen in the D. So, yeah, agreed. What was your toughest cut? What was your number six? Uh, number six um, was probably. <laughs> I think I think that I try to stay away from. So I'd probably say the refit, okay. uh, just because. Again, I was trying to stay away from um, you know iterations more or less. Like I feel like I had to put the D in the classic, which would, I guess. And the next one is technically iteration of the Enterprise, but mm-hmm. uh, I really really love the refit. I think again, such a timeless design. Um, it just looks looks good. Um, I think that's. Yeah, that was probably my toughest cut. It's a refit. Okay, cool. My toughest cut was probably the discovery. The thing I was closest to like edging onto the list. Yeah. If 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 I'm being that honest, makes feel better. A bit yeah. My yeah, for sure. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the defiance there too. But again, I think discovery being a little bit more core to that show. That's that's the thing that has me hesitating to pick the defiant. It, it, it feels less identity of of an. I feel less. Yeah, when I think of that show, it's not necessarily the thing that pops most to mind. Although there are episodes from Deep Space Nine that really are high on my list of, of favorites Featuring. that do feature yeah. the Defiant heavily. I, I think of yeah. an episode like Children of Time, which you haven't come anywhere near yet. It's later season five that I think is almost entirely set on the Defiant. Um, a lot of planet side mm-hmm. stuff too, but they're 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 on the Defiant that week. And there are other episodes like that. That, that there certainly are episodes of Deep Space Nine that are really good. That that they're essentially uh, it's it's like a more traditional Star Trek episode because they're on a ship um, and not yeah. just hanging out at the station. But uh, the Discovery, especially as we're moving forward and we're into the third season now, I, I think the ship is starting to feel more like a character. Um, you know, I, I get that kind of bubbly feeling when I see the ship the way that I remember growing up seeing Voyager and the Enterprise D. Yeah. Like, I was like, yes, this is Star Trek. I love it. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Discovery is certainly getting there. Uh, so I, I think my number six would be that. But I, I like all these. I like the Cerritos. I actually, that ship grew on me a lot as that show went on. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah. it's it's short. It's only 10 episodes and 20 minutes each. But I, I like that design. Yeah. I think that they did a nice job doing a lot of the things we talked about with like Voyager. Having to do something a little different feels right at home in the 24th century next to the Enterprise-D and Voyager. But it has its own personality and it's got its own features that are unique to it. Uh didn't didn't you know it broke the mold in some ways but didn't in others it found that kind of balance and yeah, walked that, some walked foundational that line. stuff that you yes. can see yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of tough decisions on this, and it's one of those that uh, I think I say this every time we do it against each other's, but this is still true here. I think if we packed this away and tried to do this again in a couple of weeks and didn't think about what we did here, the list would probably look a little different. I can't promise it would that my list change, would change. Yeah. yeah, this is whatever. Whatever date and whatever yeah, time. As of November eighth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this is this is what yeah. it is today, and where we are on our yeah. current rewatches. You know, when I I might yeah. answer, I might talk about the Defiant differently when I'm in the middle of fifth season Deep Space Nine. Maybe it maybe it edges onto yeah. the list, uh, but um, one thing that, that talking about this definitely I think drives home is how much these ships, the interiors, the exteriors, everything about them are core to the identity of each of these shows. I think they really do like yes. they they are Great characters point. in in yeah. these shows and they 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 do contribute to the the the, the just the, the feel i mean they feel as impactful and as important as some of the characters do um yeah and thinking about it through this lens drives that home for me i think that's what makes them technically quote unquote a hero ship is when they feel like that correct um so when we move on to, you know, uh, recurring or one-offs, I think that it's tough to, to put these in there because, like you said, it's part of the core identity of the show. Right. No, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> I think these next couple of weeks uh, definitely will present different challenges and will be more difficult. Like, I, I, I can promise you, oh, yeah. I won't get three out of five right now. It's going to get Especially yeah. the week after. I think yeah. I'm, really, I'm actually really looking forward to the one-off shifts just because that's that's such a that's, that's such gonna a be, I feel like if I'm going to be... I'm going to be a victory to me is getting one, one. Of, the, of the one-offs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to thinking about it and trying to come up with what I'm going to guess. And I'm, I'm extremely confident that it's, I'll be lucky to get one or two for sure. Yeah. Um, and even next week with the recurring ships, uh, because of the ambiguity of it and what you could kind of call what, like we're not going to spend a whole lot of time defining this is exactly what it has to be. It has to fit in this box. I think it's yeah. even more fun for it to just kind of think about it the way you're going to think about it and just bring out whatever you're going to bring out and let it, let it be what it's going to be. My window's open and it feels like an airplane is taking off right next to me. So if you hear that, I apologize. Um, there's... It's a ship Something. taking off. It's a ship taking off. The Enterprise is yeah. right um, So yeah. I think that's going to do it for, for this uh, this week. Um, yeah. What Do you have any content you want to throw out there as a, as a shout-out for this week? What's the um, thing? No, I don't think so. I think maybe I'll throw out the... Though I think we did a top five ships episode at least a long time ago, so maybe we we'll check have. that out. Uh, yeah. On track live. Um, and maybe we just set out shout out uh, course heading next week. Yeah, we have course heading next week to talk about uh, Die Trying, which is episode five of Discovery's third season, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern yeah. time. Um, the, the other thing I'll throw out there, if you want to hear what I thought, probably what was it, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, if you go over to Trek Ranks and find episode 50 and 51, uh, he did, um, and I was a guest on these episodes. It oh, was top five ships. Top five ships and top five relationships, relationships yeah. and ships. So yeah. <laughs> I, I gave uh, we, we I did this sort of thing with Jim over at Trek Ranks uh, quite a while ago, but I'm I'm almost positive that that list looks different than this list. I I, I didn't go back and listen to it. I don't remember what I said, but uh, to fact check me. <laughs> maybe I'll be I'll be amazed if it's the exact same ranking. Uh, truly amazed. Uh, I, I almost guarantee it's yeah. not. But um, 
you can I, w- I would recommend maybe going over and checking that out Trek ranks as a whole but episode 50 specifically on the top five ships um, yeah. conversation okay Cool. All right, that'll do it. We're coming in just under an hour, which is where we like to be. Uh, we'll be back next week with more okay. Shift Talk for Trek Live, Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Course heading, as I said, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, talking about the latest in Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and if you're interested in joining our Discord server for Trek Live, where we share what we're watching, talk about episodes, we have a, 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 a room dedicated to new Star Trek talk. Uh, we have a room dedicated to Star Trek literature. If you're reading a book and you want to share some thoughts, Star Trek book, you can do it there. Uh, it'll connect you with... Um, friendly, nice Star Trek fans who are not negative, who who are embracing of liking any and all Star Trek, new stuff, old different stuff, whatever. Different yes. it's it's not a yeah. shout you down, not yeah. not an angry group, not a not a not a divisive uh, environment at all. It's not overly huge. It's it's small and intimate, but it's active. Um, and it'll give you an opportunity to meet some like minded uh, very friendly people. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter at TrekFan4387, and I'll get you an invitation to join the conversation there. And um, yeah, I hope you'll consider that if you're a Discord user or you're interested in learning about it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks to AKA Mamel who was hanging around in the chat. Thanks to anybody else who I saw other people kind of coming and going in in the uh, Periscope feed. Um, anybody who watched this live, we appreciate you. If you watch it on YouTube later this week, it'll post on YouTube um, in about 48 hours, usually on Tuesday it goes up. Uh, we appreciate that too. Um, but uh, appreciate anybody who takes any time to yeah. watch us, listen to Thank us. You. you guys make the show. Absolutely. All right. Uh, see you next week. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for watching, everyone. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.